Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Hey folks, welcome to the Your Photography Mentor Podcast. I guess Rich didn't get the memo a minute ago. He's like, want my camera on or off? And I said off. That's okay. I thought I was going to be a solo, but Rich just wanted to jump in there. He has to, he has to always be there. We wanted, uh, we wanted to bring up retention, so I'm here to help. Okay, there you go. And there honestly, you, the, the whole you. thing we're talking about is kind of like, you know, in, in college, they called him the better Coleman. So it's like, mm. you know, it's just kind of a segue into like, it's like a raising the bar one mentor at a time. I just happen mm. to be that lowest rung. So you got to right. start well, somewhere. Yeah, well, I was the lowest mentor and we keep on adding better and better mentors. So, I mean, you came along and I mean, I got to be honest, you've been, you've been pretty darn clutch. Um, and we've, you know, we've just been adding some amazing people. Um, we have an awesome guest today who's um, here waiting in the wings, but um, he is definitely the better Coleman for sure. Mm -hmm. But Rich, you want to, since you know him and you've known him for longer, and since you want to steal my thunder, I was going oh. to get to know him without you here. Yeah. Ask him questions, but you want to introduce You ask him. Uh, I want to introduce him because I hated him for like the first two years that I knew him. <laughs> we, we, uh, we went to the same school and they're like, oh, Joel, I've seen your work. And I'm like, nope, I'm the other one. Like it was just immediate defeat and resentment and jealousy. Um, and the funny thing is, is the guy that we're about to introduce couldn't be more of the opposite. He is a, a gentle hearted, kind, sweet man. That is an incredible photographer. Uh, he, sports is his niche, but photography is his art. And I'm just so excited that we get to share him with the people at the photo mentorship. And, you know, coincidentally, he's actually a great teacher. So it's kind of worked out well for us. So basically, from the bottom of my heart, I would like to say, David, you're welcome for bringing you Joel. There you go. Well, hey, Mr. Joel Coleman, we're going to turn your camera on if that's okay. Um, welcome, Joel, the one, the only, the amazing uh, Joel. How you doing today, man? I'm, I'm great, especially after that intro. Like, talk, talk, you guys make me feel great. I love being here. <laughs> Well, we love having you here, and we are really excited about things to come, things to come very soon, even things to come out this week. So crazy. Joel, tell, tell me, uh, like, the, our students know you a little bit because they've had a, <clears throat> a podcast or an interview with you and Rich uh, a few yeah. times, and you've been, you know, teaching inside the photo mentorship. Mm -hmm. But I just want to know, so you were in college at the same time with Rich, right? Yes. Yes. What was he like? What was he like back then? And how did you guys meet? And, you know, truthfully and rich, I mean, feel free to pop in here and fact check me. But I didn't really the only thing Turn the camera off, Rich, turn the camera off. So the he can only bash thing you. I remember <laughs> of Rich was that I would see this. It was some maybe it was a van. It had Coleman shots on it. And I was like, mm. what is this Coleman? Who is this Coleman? That's a photographer. Uh, so I look him up and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, that's cool. That's cool. That's nice. But he shot weddings and that was not a niche that I was getting into. So I was like, that's fine. We're not going to, you know, but we were in school at the, like, like he said, the same time. Same time. So it was just, it was funny. It, it, especially back then to be a photographer, I feel like you kind of had to, you kind of had to go out of your way to pursue it as uh, as a hobby and then yeah. eventually work a lot to pursue it as a craft. So yeah. it was very um it was it was funny. It was a small world, that's for sure. So I'm just really glad that we were able to connect all these years later. Um it's yeah. been super super fun to be a part of TPM. So what were you shooting like how did you get into photography? Maybe the students know, but I don't know. So I'm, I'm like curious right. here. Like, how, how did you I'm try to get my hat straight? It's not, it's not, it's not working. Yeah, you got to get the, yeah, a little bend. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, all right. The abridged version. Um, I went on a, uh, on a trip uh, with my dad to South Korea in high school. Uh, my dad works in missions and uh, he had some meetings there. So we took along a little point and shoot camera just to kind of document the trip. And yeah. while we were over there, um, I remember walking through this one town and mm -hmm. just 
taking what I felt were snapshots. Um, and mm. only much later did I realize that there are intrinsic things about the rules of art, mm. composition, uh, colors that work well together, rule of thirds, all of these things that I didn't understand at the time, but as I became more interested in photography and art, it was just something that just kind of snowballed. So it was from that trip that I just started looking at photography as a thing because it was something mm. interesting. Um, and that kept going. And then I started, um, I saved up my, all my money and bought a kit so that way I could shoot uh, for my high school yearbook and mm. to a really small high school. So on yearbook, I got to shoot a lot of things. And one of the things that I really enjoyed shooting was sports. And if I find those photos now, I would be very sad to look at them because they were <laughs> not good at all. But it, you got to start somewhere. And if I had had TPM, boy, oh boy, uh, mm. I think that would have definitely accelerated things a couple of years for sure. Um, and after that, I went to college and where I, I knew that I wanted to do, uh, like, there's this part of me that was so interested in photography, but I didn't want to do it as a job because I didn't want to lose my interest and my passion for it. So I studied mm -hmm. graphic design, but while I was there, I was able to, um, eventually get a job as a student worker. Uh, in the photography department, and I was—I got to be mentored by some people that had been shooting for longer than I had been alive. And the—the uh, the really cool thing is that now I get to do that. I have that position for student wow. photographers and other staff photographers, and it's really—it's really cool to to think of. Like I never would have thought that this was something that I get to do. So, yeah. That's awesome. Sorry, I was just showing a few shots, yeah. like while we're while we're chatting in the background. This is yeah, his um, absolutely. This is his website, uh, joelcoleman.co and portfolio. Uh, yeah. Portfolio.joelcoleman.co. So, um, so you you were mentored by the person that you now have their position. Yeah, yeah. It it and my it has grown so much. Um, it used to be three staff photographers, and that was it. And what we would mm -hmm. do is we would shoot a lot of um, what we would call just kind of run and gun type assignments where we would just cover, um, we would cover events and promotional things that were more kind of found. Um, and as the team grew, as we, as the entire department brought on more stuff, um, thankfully the team that I get to manage has grown as well. So now we have, let me think including myself, we have six staffers and just as many students. And it is, it's a blast. Uh, one of the things that we get to do, as you can see here, is uh, we get to shoot sports. And we get to do that um, for all of our NCAA athletics, but also our club sports. And mm. the cool thing is that there are so many sports that the university has that are just so cool and interesting and... Yeah. Uh, we have really fun venues to shoot in, and the thing about shooting in a lot of similar places um, is that you kind of get to know what where the good angles are, and that's one of the things that, um, I don't know if you want to tease it yet, but I'm just going to do it. In the course, one of the things that we talk about in Sports 101... Wait, wait, is, what course? What, what, whoa, what Sports about? 101, <laughs> it's coming out really soon. <laughs> Yeah, um, is knowing where you're shooting and knowing where you can be and where you're going to be able to get a good image. So, mm. yeah. Well, hey, a couple things real quick, a couple housekeeping items real quick. I'm just like letting your amazing shots like play in a slideshow. I love how you have the slideshow feature on your um, on your gallery here. Um, we we have you know an awesome you know course that's coming out on Thursday. But before we talk about the course. Um, we want to do a giveaway, um, or I should say, we want to talk about a giveaway. We're going to give away, you think we were talking about this earlier. Do you think a monopod is like one of the things that a sports photographer needs? Does that I, sound, is that, is that would that be a good like thing to give away? I feel like it can be pretty clutch because you can okay. cheap out and get like 
a $20 one. But like at a certain point, you're not going to want to put your 70 to 200 on right. a really cheap monopod. And okay. I feel like there's a really good range where it's like you don't have to spend a lot to get mm-hmm. a really great monopod that you can keep for a really long time. And mm-hmm. especially as if you pursue sports a long time, you're going to mm-hmm. start out with maybe like a kit zoom. And then you're like, oh, I want a 70 to 200. And then you're like, oh, I want to try a 300. Or then it's like, oh, I really want to try a 400. And you rent one of those. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be hand-holding those for a really long time. Uh, mm-hmm. So a monopod is going to come in clutch for sure. Okay. Well, we're going to do a monopod giveaway. So all you have to do to be eligible to win that monopod at the end of this podcast is just click share, share this Facebook Live um, with your family and friends on your personal profile. And one of you guys who shares it is going to win a monopod donated by us. But um, listen, I, I want to, um, we're going to talk about some sports photography tips here, but I got to just say, like, you already, you already let, you already, you already talked about it. And a lot of our students know that it's coming, but we have a incredible course called Sports Photography 101 taught by the incredible Mr. Better Coleman, Joel Coleman. And uh, I'm going to play a trailer for that course right now and then we're going to talk about some of the best tips from that course let me make sure i'm playing the right thing all right here we go joel coleman with the photo mentorship and i want to welcome you to sports photography 101. with over a decade of experience as a staff photographer at a university i've had the privilege of capturing all kinds of sports i've learned that getting the perfect shot takes both technical skill and a deep understanding of the sport in this course We'll explore the unique challenges and opportunities of shooting sports, including how to anticipate the action and position yourself for that perfect shot. We'll cover the photography principles that are essential for capturing sports, such as shutter speed, aperture, and ISO, as well as dealing with challenging lighting conditions. It's about timing. It's about understanding the sport. It's about telling a story and capturing the emotion out on the field or in that rink. So whether you're an amateur photographer or a professional looking to improve your skills, this is the course for you. So if you're ready to take your sports photography skills to the next level, I'm so excited for you to join me for this course. Let's capture some amazing shots together. Oh my goodness. I'm, uh, I'm like really excited about that course. I'm really excited for, for the students to be able to see it. Um, I, I have, I've gotten to see a little bit of the course. I'm excited to finish watching all of it, cool. but it releases this Thursday at noon. So that's in carry the two. Uh, it's in like two more days from now, Wednesday. Wow. Thursday. Yeah. So in 48 hours from almost th- 48 hours from now, that course finally releases two and, sleeps. Uh, yeah, two sleeps, two more sleeps. That's the way we tell our kids. Like, all right, when? So they're like, so when can we play um, video games? I'm like, uh, four more sleeps. You know, like you got to get <laughs> yeah. to Saturday morning. You know, that's like, right. That's right. We let them. We let them play Nintendo in the morning on Saturdays. Amazing. Um, so, so this is coming um, Thursday morning, and you, you know, Mr. Chris Ellison has done an incredible job. What a um, guy! And you know, even just watching the intro for that course, like. I, um, uh, you know, I've gotten to see a little further than the intro, but I'm saying like, you, you're such a good teacher and the way that you break things down, it's, you can tell you've had a lot of experience teaching the other, you know, staffers that are underneath of you, mentoring them. And, um, and it just, it really shows. And I'm just so honored that you would be the one to instruct the sports photography, uh, one-on-one course for us. Um, because I, I'm not, I'm not a sports photographer, you know, and, and I love having someone who's like really amazing at it and an expert at it, like yourself, you know, teach us that. So if you are in the photo mentorship, if you are one of our monthly or annual or quarter members of the photo mentorship, that course is coming at you included in your membership, um, Thursday at noon in two days from now, 48 hours from now, that course drops for all of you. Um, so I am really excited about that. Um, all of y'all are going to get, you know, free access to that because that's, that's included in your membership. So but today, cool. but today, um, we wanted to just talk about some of the things that you talked about in the course. We could, you know, talk about the outline a little bit. Um, yeah. and I know you have like, kind of like three things that like tips that you can kind of give us ahead of time, yeah. um, to, you know, to take better, um, better sports photos. And yeah. so many of our, Hey, real, real quick, um, 
and I'll shut up and let you talk here in a second, um, Joel, but um, so many of our students love capturing sports. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, you know, to hear uh, all of you guys that are online. I haven't read the comments yet, so sorry, guys. Uh, but there's tons of you guys online. Um, Heather was saying Chris Ellison is a wizard. It's awesome. Kavita saying, hey, David and Joel joining in from India. Kavita, you're Ooh, in India. Sweet. Um, that's crazy. Um, and uh, you guys are tuning in from all over the place. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I would like to know, what do you guys want to shoot, like sports? Like, what sport do you want to shoot? And what, like, is it your kids? Is it like, you're, are you shooting sports for, um, you know, your a local school? Um, you know, like, I'm curious to see what you guys are interested in shooting. And then we can kind of cater the conversation towards, yeah. you know, y'all's needs. So let us know in the comments. Also, if you think Joel's awesome, let us know in the comments as well. Oh. Anita Pearsall is saying baseball. Hey, anyone see the game last night? I'm not like, did you watch the, the college finals, God. world champ, world I series champions, whatever it was LSU in Florida. Oh. And, um, you know, like I, I live in Florida, but my buddy Brandon Nall is like a big LSU fan. He's one of my best friends. Yeah. And, uh, so I had to like cheer for LSU just for him, you know? And it was crazy because I got to see a little bit of each of those games and I don't typically watch baseball, but like when it's like the finals or it's the best in the world, I'm like interested. So game oh, one was really close and I didn't really watch much of it. I saw, actually, I didn't watch it. I saw the recap and it was like LSU barely squeezed a win at the very end of the game. And they, I think they won four to three. So really tight game. Okay. And like hit a home run at the very last second and won the game. So I was like, wow, that was game one of a three game series. Game two, Florida beat them like 24 to four. Oh, okay. I did see that. Like 20 yeah. points. Yeah. 20 points. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, can you imagine how discouraged Absolutely. LSU would have been at that I know moment? It. And now they they did win a game, and then now they the other team just absolutely embarrassed them, destroyed them by 20 points. Yeah. I guess there's no mercy rule in the finals of stuff like that. I, like I don't I don't rule. think there is. At least not well, in baseball. I know there isn't, I feel like there isn't softball. But I mean, yeah. like growing up, there was like that 10 run rule or the 15 yeah. run, whatever it was. Like yeah. in wrestling, there's a tech fall where if you went in by 15 points, you would always, uh -huh. you would always, you know, whatever. So then LSU comes back and wins last night. I think it was like 18 to four. So it was just like, could the pendulum swing any further? It. it was crazy. I know it. So, anyways, that's, was, uh, I'll say real quick, one of the really fun things, especially when it comes to baseball, is that kind of like what you alluded to, it is so unpredictable because one of the main factors is the pitcher. And mm -hmm. a guy will be like, a team will have their Friday night guy and then he doesn't pitch again until the next Friday night. Or they mm -hmm. have their cleanup guy or they have their Saturday guy. And yeah. it's just, it so much can happen in one game that, you know, Right. Uh, it's it, There's definitely a lot of drama, especially in something like baseball. That's why. So that's we, you don't mean picture, you mean pitcher, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I see what you did there. <laughs> you, did there. you are. Yeah, well, it, it, it was a, it was a layout. It was an easy, it was a, never mind. I was just punting. I said, I said it punting, up for you. Bunting, bunting, <laughs> punt and punt. Sorry, I'm like, I'm trying to, trying to get all my sports analogies there. Oh, um yeah. Well, Joel, so we've got that course. Um, there's tons of people saying shooting sons basketball. Uh, Jelen cool. Clav is saying that. Uh, Kavita is saying, I would like to shoot soccer as I made my son join it. <laughs> you made your son. Um, runs. Julie DeBay is run. David runs. Um, okay. uh, it was all about pitchers. Uh, greatest Ooh, show figure on Figure skating. Yay. Yeah. Kelly is saying wrestling, wrestling. Disc discus, yeah. javelin, shot put, obstacle courses. Do you guys have a wrestling team at Liberty? We University? do. Yes. We have a men, men's and women's club wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I wrestled in high school okay. and it was just uh, like, I love the competition. Um, so it's, it's so fun. Water skiing, wakeboarding. Cool. You shoot out. You sh have you shot like any, like, um, I don't know what you call those. Water like, sports. Action? water sports yeah. i've done some action sports nothing nothing on a boat though oh fun mm. fact about me i don't know how to swim uh i just never learned also the next question is can i teach you how to swim no i'm good i don't as long as i can touch the ground or i got like a floaty tube i'm good i just wanted to oh, I had to throw that out there i know i know i'm i'm dude, saying something come, that come, come visit me in the crystal clear waters of the you know panhandle and I'll teach you to swim in like waist deep, like waist deep. Like it's just, That's you know, fun. it's like, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fine. Crystal clear. Okay. That sounds good. I can do that. Stacy is sailing out saying, um, I would love to shoot more equine sporting equine. I don't know. Ooh. Yes. Jennifer Keller is saying high school, baseball, basketball, football. Sweet. Leslie Phillips saying volleyball and uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Some of the most tricky situations I just know from students like asking is like the indoor sports. When you're shooting in a gym and the lighting is crappy, uh, maybe college gyms are better, but, but like high school Um, gyms were like super low light and stuff. Yep. So, um, well, cool. So we got lots of people here. Uh, go tigers. Jalen Clav is saying, so that's awesome. Kids, gymnastics and marching band, indoor drumline, hockey, uh, water polo. Okay. Got tons Amazing. of people with tons of so, tons of opinions on what they want yeah. to shoot. It sounds like people are going to watch this course, which is so encouraging. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's. I mean, we've been so excited about it. You know, we did a survey of uh, our photo mentorship members. I think in the fall, asking them like, "Hey, what's the courses that you guys want the most?" Yeah. And I believe the winning results, like the top two requested courses, were sports photography and macro photography. Macro oh. might have been slightly ahead, so I'm yeah. not trying to like you know no, no. put it down. But it was like it was pretty much it was pretty much neck and neck yeah. on like the courses that they really wanted. So you yeah. know, we made the sports photography course. It's coming out on Thursday and 48 hours from now, and the macro photography course is coming out in a few months from now. So I'm really excited about that. Totally. Tibor is actually on here. He said, yeah, macro. Yes. So Love Tibor. Um, Tibor Molnar. He's the better Molnar. So it's like we there had to get a is. better, we had to get a better Coleman. Ooh. We had to get a better Molnar. Coleman. Um, so we Molnars. got it. Amazing. Know. That, that's pretty funny. That's pretty that's funny. Because they're not, they're not exactly like common names. You it's know? true. Especially not Molnar. Oh um, but uh, hey, so we're going to talk about some tips. We're going to give away a, an amazing monopod in a little teeny bit. Um, to one of you guys who shared this Facebook Live. But Joel Coleman, our amazing sports photography expert, is going to give us a little precursor to his course. And we're going to talk about your top three tips to tell a better story. You know, and of course, we're, you know, in the course, we can take you, you know, on location and show you stuff in real time. When I say we, I mean you. But right now, we're going to talk about kind of some high-level, big-picture things to think about to take better sports photography things. So... Without further ado, Mr. Joel, what what is the first thing that people you know need to need to know or think about? What's your what's your tip number one? First thing, know your gear. Mm. Be able to whatever gear you have. Don't feel like you need to go out and buy something in order to go and shoot sports. I'll say that one of the most important things is to just go out and do it. There's always something to learn whenever you make the decision to go out and create images just by you saying, okay, I want to go to this baseball game or I'm going to bring my camera to my kid's soccer game, whatever it is, that's, that's, you're already winning. You're already doing great because there's something that you can learn there, whether it, whether you create stuff that is the best sports images that you've ever made or you come back and you like whenever I looked at my early sports photography, I was like, oh, this this wasn't that great. But there's I learned from it. There's always something to learn. So I'll say that as as long as you know your gear, know what it can do, know what settings you need, that's gonna be one of the first parts in the class is just a reminder of, okay, what is my ISO? How does that make a difference in my settings? How important is shutter speed? Here's a tip. Shutter speed is really, really important, especially in sports photography. If you get nothing else, make sure that your shutter speed is fast enough to stop the action. And, and uh, can you give me approximately, sorry, just asking, no, like, I'm actually hit curious, me. like what, what's approximately that shutter speed? Like where, where do you think that ranges? I know that's like when people are like, what setting should I shoot for a wedding? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like a thousand different ones. You need right. to be able to understand right. how to use your camera in manual mode and change stuff in real time. But like, is there a threshold that you've found that like freezes motion in certain sports? I always start at a thousandth of a second. That means that if I'm in a situation where, um, it's a lot brighter than that, and my aperture and ISO are maxed out, and I still need to be able to bump my shutter speed up, then I can, I can do that. But if I start dropping my shutter speed below that, then you kind of have to make some decisions, and you may not be able to stop the action as well. And 
one thing that I all, always tell my staff is I would rather you deliver to me a sharp photo that's really noisy because you push the ISO up than one that's really clean and blurry, especially when it comes to sports because stopping that action is so important. You'll hear that again and again and again in the course. So you heard it here and get ready to hear it some more. Love that. Love that. Uh, looks, so, you know, so someone was saying, th this is interesting. Sonia said this. Um, it's unrelated to your sports thing, but I have a question for you on this. So did yeah. you guys hear about the photographer the other day that has his Sony lens was destroyed by a fly ball? I would cry. Um, have you ever like, cause I've, you know, like some of these, some of the lessons like in the course, like you're unprotected in the hockey rink and I'm like, right. man, what if the puck came up and hit your lens? Or right. what if they checked you on accident? Right. Like, have you, have you had like a, an incident like that? Thankfully I haven't. Um, one of the things that I talk about is just always being aware of your surroundings, always knowing what could happen. And some of that, like you mentioned in, especially in hockey, um, I like to know, okay, you can kind of, I shoot with two eyes open and I'm just always aware of, all right, who's coming in for a line change? Are we, does it look like the puck is going to come in um, to a place where it might hit me or something like that. Although I will say photographing paintball for a bunch of years, we had a paintball team <clears throat> and I remember very early on, um, I asked somebody that was filming there. I'm like, Hey, do you have any tips? Like I've never shot paintball before. <laughs> they're like, well, they give you a mask. Bring I a micro wore... microfiber cloth, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I wore extra layers <laughs> excuse me and he said as long as whoever you're shooting as long as you don't see their back then you're good and I was like okay I guess that makes sense so what happened I, I was along the side which is kind of the only place that you can be whenever you're photographing and I saw a guy come come alongside one of the obstacles and I was photographing uh, somebody uh, that was coming on the other side, and I was like, oh, this is a really great shot. Oh, cool, they're pointing at me. And then I realized, oh, no. Oh, I, could see, I could see, like, out of focus in the front that, yep, they were going for that guy, and I was right on the other side, and it was too late at that point. So I think I, think I took a couple to the neck. It was okay, but I think that was probably the worst of it. Uh, did you get it on your lens? Like, did it splatter oh, your lens? Oh, for or? sure, for sure. Okay. But... Um, Whenever we do that, I would always like wrap a towel around or sometimes uh, I would use, we have rain gear, which if you are really, really into sports, I'll say that sports go on in all kinds of weather. So a couple of years ago, uh, I would shoot with like just like a trash bag over my gear and then it was like, okay, this really isn't sustainable and it makes my job way more difficult. So I'm just going to get the good rain gear. So making, getting the good rain gear definitely helped. And it can be useful for other things too, like whenever you're photographing paintball. <laughs> there you go. All right. So um, you've, got, you've got two more tips for us, like from yes. a high level. Yes. Um, hey, and just a precursor, like I have the, I have the course pulled up because I have early access to it. Um, and I, I was like thinking, because I was going to show them the outline of the course in a few minutes after we talk about these tips and then just have you kind of talk through a little bit of like what, what each of these lessons overview. Are you okay with that? That's I know I'm like so fun. That but sounds I just, great. Like, I'm just so excited about this course and I want everyone else to like understand what's, you know, what's in there. What's up, Chris Valencia. Hope you made it home safely from Colorado a couple months ago. I'm assuming you did. Uh, but anyways, uh, so what's tip number two for us? All right. Tip number two. Know your location. Know where you're shooting. Uh, if you've been there before, that's definitely helpful. Uh, but if it's a new location, I'll say try and get there a little early so you can kind of get the idea of where you're shooting, where you're allowed to be. Um, we'll go more into this in the course, but if you are trying to photograph somewhere for the first time and you want to get different places, you kind of have to work out access beforehand. So I'll say for right now, just location in general, know your location, because there are a lot of times in my portfolio, some of these sports images, 
you, I had to make a plan to get to where I could shoot from. That would be a good, interesting photograph. Um, something else to think about in your location is the action is really important, getting that moment of peak action. But sometimes even more important, well, secondarily important, is having like a nice clean background. Because if your photo is really beautiful, but then there's a truck or some cones in the background or some kind of distracting element, I'll say that totally fits under location because the goal is for your subject to be able to see what that moment is and understand it really quickly. Uh, whether it was somebody stealing a base or somebody, um, a batter hitting the ball or somebody's reaction after they just scored a big point, um, all of those are really important in being able to like stop the action. But then those, those moments are made so much better if there's a clean background, if there's nice light, if the background helps to tell the overall story of where it is that you're shooting and what the event is. I got I to unmute. <laughs> it's it's so funny like we, you know we're on um slack calls which is like zoom all the time and like it's yeah. always like someone's always starts talking with the mute button on so i'm like i'm trying to remember like where's the mute every button? time um i know and it's like yeah anyways rich is famous for saying you're mute you're muted dumb dumb head or something he usually doesn't all sometimes he says inappropriate words but anyways uh sorry to throw you under the bus there rich <clears throat> but it's, it's pretty funny um okay that that's awesome yeah knowing your location is so important and understanding like to be able to anticipate the movement like i love this idea of shooting two eyes open yeah. um you know someone was saying like they got hit by a, a softball or a foul ball earlier and they're saying it hurt a lot definitely keeping like two eyes open so that's yeah. that's awesome um okay so then what is uh what's tip number three and keep in mind, we're going to go over the outline of the course in just a few minutes. So, because like, I, I just want to, I want to show all the lessons and just kind of like say, hey, here's what's coming. So I'm really excited. I love that. it. But go ahead. All, all right. What's tip number three? Tip number three is remember that you're telling a story. And sometimes the best story is um, getting that really tight action or reaction of the sport. But I'll say sometimes to add to that, the context to show where you are, to show the venue. Um, not Don't shoot everything so super tight that you don't have any context. So remember that these are all different elements that go together to help tell a bigger story. Oh yeah, that, that is, that's so important. Um, storytelling is like, that's one of the things I actually talked about in uh in the in the book did we send you a copy of this sucker not yet oh not yet. gosh man i'm sorry we'll send that's you, okay we'll send, we'll send you a copy i'm sorry that's we'll blame it on rich i would like to blame everything oh my gosh. on rich no, but i mean this book is called learning to see and a lot of this book is actually like focused on um learning how to tell a story not from a sports photography perspective so i love that the expertise and the you know the perspective that you bring to it but you know, at the end of the day, like a, a photograph is a story and it's really about, you know, helping your viewer, um, you know, take the viewer's eyes to where you want them to go and understand what you're trying to convey to them. So it's so important to really understand your gear and your settings so that you can actually tell the story that you're seeing in your head. And then, of course, the location is the setting of your story and yeah. understanding what perspective, where the lighting is going to be, whether it's backlit, whether it's frontlit, whether it's sidelit, yeah. you know, all those different things. Um, cause if you're trying to, you know, get that moment where the ball is coming into the catcher's glove or whatever mm -hmm. it is, or to tag the guy at first base or second base, if you don't have your settings, right, then the photo is going to be blurry and you're not going to know what's going on. Exactly. Right? If you don't exactly. freeze that motion, if you don't have the timing just right, I imagine a massive amount of, you know, you know, sports photography is anticipating that timing, being able to shoot yeah. and, you know, probably a fast, not only fast shutter speed, but also fast, um, uh, continuous shooting, uh, yeah. burst, burst whatever it's called, burst shooting. Yeah. Um, and being able to really like, you know, do everything you can to tell, to tell that story so that you can have your viewers experience that moment and understand the action that's actually going on. So I'm excited for our students to be able to, 
you know, to watch this course and to learn from it and then to be able to ask you questions in the photo mentorship because, Absolutely. hey, that's the best part about doing, you know, the private um, Facebook lives for our members is they can ask questions and do all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I'm going to... Um, this course does it, it's, you know, like we have all the stuff together. I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen for a minute. Are you all right with that? Um, okay. So here is the homepage for the sports photography course. Okay. And this is where you'd click, you know, you'd click continue, but we're going to look at the, um, at the outline real quick. There's, so let's talk, talk us through this a little bit. Like the, you know, module one is the welcome and the introduction. And there's five lessons here. Can you walk us through that a little bit of like what you teach in these lessons? Is that all right? Totally. Let's do it. Um, all right. First part, the master your camera recap. That's where we just talk about, okay, here are all the things that you need to remember going into the course. It, because if you haven't watched master your camera, this is, I'm going to say, it's probably not going to be a really fun course because there's going to be a lot of things that I just keep pushing back to just like knowing everything about your camera, aperture, shutter speed, ISO, and especially how important each of those are to sports photography, because they're all so, so important to know how they work together. Because again, shutter speed for us is the most important. So what we're going, everything kind of hinges on that point in the exposure triangle. Yeah. So, so you do the master your camera recap, and then you talk about camera lenses and accessories. What can they expect from those lessons? So the cool part about how we structured this is if you have, uh, we kind of talk about it from whatever gear that you have access to, um, especially when it comes to lenses, it can get very pricey and it can get really, um, I feel like, Camera manufacturers want to sell you the newest, best thing that has all the things. You you can. You certainly can. And in some ways, the technology will make it easier for you. But a lot of the photos that, like, the entire time that I'm shooting, I'm using, let's see, uh, here's a hint, um, a 1DX, uh, some 1DX2, 5D3, and uh, a Canon RP. So... Some of those things are not the latest, greatest technology. I mean, mean, those are, I mean, they're flagship, amazing cameras like the one DX and the one DX Mark II. Yeah. Um, Full disclosure. I barely, I barely even shot with those cameras because they were too expensive for me, (laughs) but, but, but I mean, back in the day, but I mean, those, those like the one DX and the one DX Mark II, when did those come out? Mm, It's been at least 10 years. Let me do a quick Google here. Oh, one DX. So you're Um, shooting professional sports photography with a 10 year old camera. Yeah. So your yeah. problem, I, I'm just like, hold on, hold on a second. Like for, for all these students here, like your problem, can I get myself bigger? There we go. Your problem is not that you need a new camera. Yeah. You can shoot amazing photos with the camera that you have. Absolutely. Just saying, just saying that. Okay. Back to, back to big you. <laughs> um, it's, and then when it gets to lenses, we talk about kind of our basic kind of, all right. If you want to do sports, you want to do sports more, this is kind of where you want to start. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have a little bit more budget, you can kind mm-hmm. of go here. And then we call it the baller option, which mm. and where those situations would be when you want the when you would like to have the the baller option for lenses. And then some other accessories that I like to keep on me whenever I'm shooting sports that make my life easier in a variety of different situations because like the monopod that we're going to give away in a few minutes. Exactly. Like the monopod. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, cool. that's the first section. It's cool. Yeah. So then the next section is called mindset. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So the mindset, I will argue that this, I'm so glad working with Rich and Chris on this part that we talked about this so early on because Knowing, like, the biggest difference, I'll say, between somebody that can just go and shoot sports and a sports photographer, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, is the mindset. Uh, real quick story, one, my mentor that I learned from, there would be times when we were shooting a basketball game. And this is when I was a student. Um, he had been shooting for 30-something years. 
and we had pretty similar gear shooting on the baseline and I would see his photos afterwards and I'm shooting the same thing and his stuff was just incredible it was so good and I learned that the difference was he was able to just know what he wanted to get he knew yeah. the story that he was trying to tell and the gear wasn't the limiting factor for mm -hmm. me it was all it was all in the mindset i didn't have that sports photographer mindset yet and right. that was something that i was growing into but it just wasn't it wasn't there yet so um in the mindset part we talk about access we talk about location and especially when we're trying to shoot for someone else um, mm -hmm. what we kind of need to think about um, and then we get to um, I'll call it just kind of context so what are the important things about this game or this event what's the bigger story that I'm trying to tell through these images and that kind of goes back to my earlier point of wanting to tell the story because like if you're photographing um, in this is the first time that this team has played in this arena like and it's the opening event for the arena okay you're probably going to want to shoot some wide shots of the game happening in that venue because that's really yeah. cool and that's historic so you kind of have to know more so than just how do I take a great photo of this volleyball game or this basketball game? That's important. But the bigger picture, no pun intended, is to be able to tell the entire story of what happened here and how do we do that through through photos. Hey, that's great. So there's... Um... There's a question. There's a bunch of questions, and we're going to try to maybe take some time to answer some questions if your if your voice if our it. voices hold out uh, in a little bit. We'll, we'll we'll finish going real quickly over the rest of the the parts of the course. But real quick, I wanted to address this beginner here wondering if you shoot in a preset sport mode or if you're in manual mode. Do you need to have a reactive quick time to adjust your settings? What tips would you give? I shot I shoot youth baseball for my son's local rec team. Um, I'm pretty Amazing. sure I know what you're going to say here, but can you just be brutally honest here for a second? Manual's you great. Shoot in the sports? Yeah. No, I would. I would not shoot in a preset mode. I shoot in manual because that way you know exactly what the camera's doing. You know what to expect every time. And if there's some cloud cover, or if there's like a bright ray of sunlight, you're able to be the one to make those decisions about what the exposure should be. The camera is only a tool that it, it just wants to neutralize everything. It wants everything to be even. Um, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been photographing something, especially uh, in our softball stadium. We have late afternoon games. You'll have the batter in complete shade. They will run to first base, which is in late afternoon, super bright sun. And then as the game goes on, second and third are in shadow. And mm, yeah. a lot of the times that's where I am getting ready to get that play of somebody stealing to go to second or coming right at me if I'm shooting in the dugout and they're coming right at me into third. And I kind of have to make those decisions. And I can't trust that an auto mode is going to make the right decision for me. And, and a lot of times, like auto mode by default is not going to shoot at a thousandth of a second or whatever it it's is true. that you need to actually freeze that motion. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. real quick, if you guys, um, you know, so what Joel is telling you is that you need to actually learn to master your camera first. You need to learn how to reactively, like Nicole Elizabeth had said, you know, here when she was saying, do I need to shoot in manual mode or can I use a preset setting mode? Absolutely, you need to shoot manual mode. It doesn't matter what type of photography that you want to do. Obviously, we're talking about sports in this illustration, but you need to learn how to master your camera. And if you're a photo mentorship member, just go right here where it says my track. And then you have start here, which is intro video. And the first thing here is master your camera. Go take this course. It's only an hour and a half long. Uh, Rich and I, you know, taught this course. It was a, a lot of fun. And, you know, there's some, there's some silly parts of it. 
but it's really like the foundation to learn how to be the, you know, the photographer that you want to grow up to be, if you will. So regardless of whether you want to be a landscape photographer, which so many of you guys do, a sports photographer, a portrait photographer, you need to take this course first and demystify the way your camera works. And if you're a photo mentorship member, then you have access to this course. Okay, so please go do that. And if you're going to take the sports photography course, you need to understand the concepts that we teach in this course. And it's easy. Hey, if you watch the course at 2x the speed, it would only be 45 minutes. So go, please go take that time to do it. It's amazing how we have like, we have photo, I'm going to rag on some of our members for a second. So sorry. But if you have the photo mentorship and you have not taken this course and you're still asking us camera questions, it's like, guys, go take the first step. You have it. You already have it in your quiver. Go take the master camera, you know, course. Um, okay. So going back to, um, going back to this tab here real quick, we have, um, the next section is, was it image anatomy? I think it was the yeah. next section. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, tell us about one. what's going on in this one. <clears throat> so in, in this one, um, all right, the intro, I'll go ahead and say that just kind of like I talked about a little bit earlier practice taking your gear to go and shoot it's practice you have to go and practice just like an athlete does bring your camera with you go and take something that you learned from the course go and apply it and we go through especially in the like settings part um we talk about things that are really specific to sports photography and why you would want to use different settings or why you might not want to use different settings. Um, especially for one thing we talk about, <clears throat> drive mode or uh, like frames per second. Like David, you kind of alluded to it a second ago, using uh, really fast, like high frames per second in order to like stop that action. All right, here's a tip, you guys. Uh, a little teaser, I'm going to, as an exercise, encourage you to shoot in one shot so that way you are getting in the practice of not only thinking and looking like a sports photographer but stopping that action when it actually happens there are plenty of photographers that just we call it spray and pray where you just kind of hammer the shutter and you hope that you get something i will say that there are times when i will shoot on continuous high but it is times when I need more, a, a little bit more insurance. When I'm just looking for, I'm working on my timing, I'm working on my reaction, I'm working on um, me understanding this specific camera, I'm shooting it on single because I want to get really good at that timing. Because again, I can't trust that those 10 frames a second or whatever are going to give me the exact moment that I'm looking for. So yeah. a little, uh, a little teaser there. <laughs> and I also <laughs> encourage you guys to get it right in camera. Um, yeah. especially when we get to lighting and composition, like those are things that make such a big difference in sports photography that we kind of talk through what are the things that again, we're looking for. Hmm. And we're thinking about as we get to a location and as we have our gear, because the more that we do ahead of time, the better prepared that we are to react to whatever that moment is. Hey, real quick, Brooke, can you give me your husband's number real quick? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to text him and tell him you don't need a new camera. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, you don't need a new camera. You really don't. I promise. Um, that's, that's so great. Um, Alana was saying, can't wait for the new course. Need to get some housework done. Me too. Me too. Um, okay. So, so you talk about the baby steps and you talk about settings, um, yeah. you know, specifically lighting and composition. I imagine lighting is so important. I mean, obviously yeah. it is inside. Especially there. real quick. That's kind of where we talk about, um, it's really, I'll, I'll, it is easier to make beautiful images in beautiful light. And whenever you're in a situation where, you're in a gym and it's pretty crappy light and it's dark and there may not be a great quality of light. Mm. That's okay. You, we, we still have to make decisions. What's more important, getting the image that tells the story of today in this venue 
or some beautiful light. And you just kind of have to make a decision and know that not everything is going to be in beautiful light and that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, and I love, I love that we've got on location tutorials where you're talking through stuff in real time and we're seeing the pictures coming up. Yeah. We've got on location for lacrosse, hockey, and basketball. Um, and also, uh, you know, formula for a great sports image. Did you, did you tackle that at all? Or, I mean, obviously that's a lesson here, but I'm saying, did you, did you mention that at all? And tell us a little not. bit about that. I did not. <clears throat> or, so, or is that, should we, should we save that for the course? I don't, I don't yeah. want to give anything. Yeah. Away. Well, I feel like we've given it so many details. So yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I know I put you on the spot here for like, no, you're good. All these this is fun. Um, but I, I, I'm just, I, I'm so excited about this, this course. Our students have been begging for it. You guys get it in 48 hours from now. It's coming out. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, we, uh, is, is there anything else you wanted to say about the course before we do a giveaway? Well, okay, I'll say real quick, kind of, it's kind of the, that formula section. This is what we've talked about in, I feel like, a lot of other TPM courses. Uh, it's something that I kind of alluded to earlier in our chat is um, the story that we're trying to tell is so important. And we use the gear that we have, or really want, but that we have in order to tell that story. And then knowing and mastering those settings just helps everything. It all supports the story. So it all, it all comes back to that. Yeah. You've got to bring it all together, all, all of the things. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not an expert sports photographer, but, um, but storytelling is something that I, I do my best to try to create the story that I want my viewers to experience. Absolutely. And regardless of which type of photography it is like bringing together lighting, bringing together composition, bringing together timing, which is so essential and, you know, important, uh, in sports photography. And of course your camera settings to bring to life the image and the story that you want to create. You have to understand how to use the camera, um, in manual mode, how to master your camera so that it is instinctive and you reactively can change the settings without thinking. You have to practice. Taking one of our courses is not enough. It's practicing, 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 getting feedback. Um, and, you know, so real quick, are, 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 um, are people going to be a, like an expert sports photographer the instant they watch your course? Or are they going to actually have to practice and fail a little bit and try hard? Yeah. You know, like, you, is you this going to be instant gratification? <laughs> you know, there will be an aspect of it for sure, because I'll say like, it's a win anytime that you go out with your camera with the intention of taking photographs, whether or not you, whether or not it works out like you want it in your mind, but it just like an athlete, sports photography takes practice, takes preparation. And there's a saying that the more prepared you are, the luckier that you get. And I feel like sports photography is a mix. It's such a perfect balance of being prepared and also sometimes getting lucky because in a lot of times I'm showing up in, to, a, to an event. Uh, I've, I've read the articles ahead of time. I kind of have some context for how well these different players are. I know who to look out for, who's been playing really well or who the good athlete is, but you, you always have to be ready for those plays or that player to perform in a way that nobody expects. And I think that's a lot of fun. And one of the things that draws me to sports is that it's never going to be the same thing every time. There's always something to learn. There's always going to be a new new action, new adventure, all those Absolutely. sorts of things. Like Absolutely. It's, it's so exciting. It makes me want to go shoot some sports right now. Let's do it. Um, my son, Christian, is like all of a sudden really interested in baseball. We've never played baseball. He's never played, so we we bought gloves uh, a couple weeks ago. We were practicing. Oh, cool. and, and my my oldest son, Judah, is all of a sudden super interested in football. So it sounds like both of them might be playing those sports this fall. So. I'm awesome. going to be watching and learning from this sports photography course and awesome. trying to uh, trying to share the photos that I that I get along the way. Cool. Well, hey, it is time to do a giveaway um, for that monopod, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. We ha I think there's a we have a link to the monopod that we're gonna that we're gonna be giving away. That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the tab real quick. So we're gonna be giving away this monopod um, from BH Photo. It's an Obian Oban ACM 20 foot blah blah blah. Anyways, this is a great. It actually has a head on it and it's very adjustable. It's sturdy. Cool. Um, we're gonna be giving away this monopod right now to one lucky winner. So excited about that. And uh, do you do you see who the winner is? Do you have that in your Slack or do you? Okay, do. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have the honor. Of uh, of announcing uh, the winner, I'm not going to haggle you or haggle in, you know, anymore. I'm going to let oh. you do it. Oh, um, it was the Our, least I could do. Uh, sorry, that was uh, good. And now again, another yeah. setup, another well, setup. Yeah. Our I mean, winner of the monopod is Larissa Hagman. Congratulations, Larissa. Larissa Hagman or Hagman? I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but yes, you have Larissa, won the monopod. Yeah, Larissa, that's right. You've won. Um, all right. Awesome. Hey, real quick. We are, you know, we are releasing the sports photography course in 48 hours. So get excited, mark your calendars, you know, clear off some time for this weekend. Um, I don't actually know what the total runtime of the course is. I don't know if anyone can ping that to me. Do you know what the total runtime is? Um, it's okay. I, I just, you know, usually our courses are around an hour and a half long. We try to keep cool. them digestible, yeah. um, and not overwhelming. So I'm not sure how, how long this course is total. So I, but I guess it's somewhere in between an hour and a half to two hours long. Um, that comes out on Thursday. If you are a TPM member, you get access to it. And if you are not yet a TPM member, we're going to be running a special promotion this weekend to join TPM and be able to nice. get access to this course nice. as well as all of our other courses as well. Cool. Um, because we want everyone to be able to watch this sports photography course if they're interested in sports photography. And we know so many of our students are, including myself. Um, hey, are you okay for like some rapid fire quick questions? Is that okay? We'll kind of yeah. we'll kind of bring it in there real quick. Let's okay. Susan Mangum said, I use Canon's eye tracking most of the time. What is the best tracking in sports? Uh, since a lot of players wear sunglasses. Ooh. Do you do you use any Ooh. tracking? Or yes. what, what kind of focus on our, our R6s, we use um, some face tracking. I'll say um, one of the things that whether or not you have a mirrorless camera that has really advanced eye tracking or not, I always try to give the camera as much opportunity to grab focus as I can. So generally speaking, uh, if you're using an older DSLR where it has like a lot of cross-type sensors, if I lose focus or if I can't pull focus, I'll just pick the center and I'll find an area of the uniform or jersey that has a lot of contrast, grab focus there, and then recompose if I need to. As far as the eye tracking, um, eye tracking is good when it works and in good conditions. When it isn't, um, then it becomes really difficult and kind of a hassle to use. So use, use the best that you can when you need to. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. So, uh, Sharon Lynn Kusick said, what's the best, uh, shooting in JPEG versus raw? Ooh, almost always raw because that way you can adjust things as you need to afterwards. There are very few occasions where I will say shooting just JPEG. If, if anything, I'm shooting JPEG plus raw because I need to deliver something stupid fast to somebody else that's going to look at it, but rarely do I ever shoot just JPEG. Shooting raw. Yeah, that's great. And then I, th there's a ton of questions here, so I apologize. We're not going to get to all of your questions. I'll hop, but... into the, I'll hop into the chat later, answer your questions if we haven't gotten to them. Don't yeah. you worry. And I was going to say, we'll do a special follow-up live with Joel to answer your questions um, once you guys have watched the course as well, um, specifically exclusively for the photo mentorship members. Yeah. Um, so Michelle Cook Anderson asked, um, how do you get permission to gain access to sporting events as a photographer? Ooh. Now for you, that, that's a pretty loaded question. Totally. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know if you totally. have any, so you have I any think, um, we kind of talked a little bit about that in the course. Um, it comes down to your intention and kind of what it is that you want to do. Um, I'll say the easiest, uh, especially just to practice, go and whether you have kids or you have friends that have kids, like go and shoot their sports, whether it is their like peewee baseball or their high school or whatever it is. All of those like would be pretty, pretty easy for you to get access to. Um, and then I'll say as you kind of move up, you kind of have to 
figure out, okay, who is either in charge or who has the ability to uh, grant me access. So in the world of uh, college athletics, um, I deal a lot with, they're called sports information directors. So they are kind of the people that are in charge of like media, um, dealing with athletes that wanted that, uh, if a newspaper wants to interview an athlete, they're the person. Um, they're also the ones that are our primary client for our sports images. They're the ones posting the stories about the games. Um, so a lot of, you kind of have to think about who, um, who's kind of in charge. And then as much as you can, especially if it's like a, something bigger, try and communicate stuff in advance. Um, and even if it's just like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm interested in sports photography, can I get a press pass? Like, I'll, like I'm happy to follow the rules, you know, stay out of the way, etc. I just want to have ex some experience. A lot of times people are very accommodating to somebody that just wants to learn. Um, as I feel like it gets a little bit more difficult as it gets bigger. Um, there was one time I got to photograph uh, an NFL game, and those sidelines were very, very packed, and everybody was there to do a job. So you kind of have to, like, I'll say it's easier to start out where you have a lot more elbow room on the sidelines in order to just practice your timing, getting your uh, dialing your settings and just being there and being safe and not getting hit with a ball. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Joel, I had a ball on this live today. It sounds like our students did too. So cool. there's all sorts of kind comments if you haven't had the chance to um, to read those. But thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you so much for you know pouring your heart into teaching this sports photography one-on-one -on -one course that releases in 48 hours from right now. I'm excited Great. for all of you guys to watch it um, and learn from it. And we'll be doing some special follow-up lives with Joel to answer your future questions. Joel, you are a definitely the better Coleman. Oh uh, man, you're brutal. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much man, for having Rich, me. This has Rich been a lot of fun. Got a Rich and I got a rag on each other. That's but, fair. Uh, That's we fair. appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, and you guys watch out for this course dropping for all TPM members in 48 hours. Um, and if you're not a TPM member, then we'll have a uh, a special promotion for you guys this weekend to sign up and get access to this course. Appreciate y'all. I'm going to, I'm going to sign out with playing the sports photography one-on-one trailer one more time, but Joel. Thanks, David. You're amazing, man. Thank you, sir. Thanks y'all. Bye. Joel Coleman with the photo mentorship, and I want to welcome you to sports photography 101. With over a decade of experience as a staff photographer at a university, I've had the privilege of capturing all kinds of sports. I've learned that getting the perfect shot takes both technical skill and a deep understanding of the sport. In this course, we'll explore the unique challenges and opportunities of shooting sports, including how to anticipate the action and position yourself for that perfect shot. We'll cover the photography principles that are essential for capturing sports, such as shutter speed, aperture, and ISO, as well as dealing with challenging lighting conditions. It's about timing. It's about understanding the sport. It's about telling a story and capturing the emotion out on the field or in that rink. So whether you're an amateur photographer or a professional looking to improve your skills, this is the course for you. So if you're ready to take your sports photography skills to the next level, I'm so excited for you to join me for this course. Let's capture some amazing shots together. few years, thousands of students have joined the photo mentorship, all in pursuit of transformation and connection. From landscapes to portraits, we saw our students absolutely crushing their goals, traveling the world, getting featured, booking clients, truly achieving their photography dreams. Seasoned students started volunteering to coach new photographers. We met up in person all over the country for our free student huddles and paid workshops. Places like California, Tennessee, Colorado, Utah, Florida, and so many more. Recently, we've launched TPM local groups where veteran students are leading photography meetups all over the country. Friendships are made, 
connections that will last a lifetime. We've created over 50 new photography courses and you get to choose your learning track. So whether it's landscapes, portraits, weddings, sports, wildlife, real estate, and even more, we also have presets so you can edit in just one click. Members can even follow our proven step-by-step -step system to start a photography business, book gigs, and earn real money with our paid-to-shoot courses. Although we often say the photo mentorship is like Netflix for photographers, it's actually not just simply online tutorials. The photo mentorship is an amazing community of supportive, friendly, and encouraging photographers who are growing together to pursue their dreams. And we have expert mentors from all areas of photography to coach you every step of the way. So what if you could start capturing images so stunning that your friends and family can't believe you took them? I believe your best photos have yet to be taken. And I'm inviting you to join us to learn how. We are the Photo Mentorship. And I cannot wait to see the photos we create together. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals.